Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I am Mark Grody. I am in for Lawrence Holmes today from noon to 2 on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, Ray Diaz, you are the difference, so let's go. Previously on the Lawrence Holmes Show. So I see the three-run homer hit by Max Muncie, and I'm talking to Ryan Porth, and he said, oh, did you see what Tony Larissa just did before that Muncie home run? He just walked the guy with a one-two count, and I'm like, oh, boy. So I was like, well, looks like everybody's going to have a topic from this moment on. (laughs) For the next 24 hours. And I've been listening a lot. I have evaluated all of the audio, and I have decided that was the best part right there. Ray, play again. This is the fan. What are you doing? This clearly picked up fan at the White Sox game, having the knowledge, the thought base beyond what Tony Larusa was thinking or saying. And I just, I need it again, Ray. I need one more. get the bass drop there. I was making my way from one seat in the studio to the power chair in the studio. I am Mark Rohde filling in for Lawrence Holmes here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. I was thinking about that shouting sequence that I was going through the other day. I was kind of like having trouble coming up with things to shout in the moment. So I just went to my very familiar. You switch the samples and you, you can't eat your meat or you can't get your pudding if you don't eat any meat and then of course right after i got off the air i'm trying to find the the text here from an old score guy jay zawaski get a perfect one um tony the meatloaf the meatloaf tony, what are you doing? Ah, the meatloaf yes that would have worked so i've been stewing about that all weekend and now I am back here 
on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, Ray Diaz, is our executive producer of the show. We have a jam-packed one now, as it turns out today, because we will be talking with James Fegan of The Athletic about the Chicago White Sox and having uh, losing the series to the Rangers and falling in a wild one yesterday to the Rangers, 8-6 in 12 innings. And there are so many sidebars that we need to discuss with Mr. Fegan coming up at 1 o'clock here on The Score. Megan Montemurro of the Chicago Tribune will join us coming up at 12.40 as well to talk about the Cubs and their sweep. The Bears have a mini camp this week that we will get into if we have time. Also, some uh, some Bulls talk because there is a very special anniversary today. Um, and we do. We do take the break right now. So we are going to do that and come back here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's sports station. An all-star as a rookie last year. He takes strike two. Michael fell off again. I mean, this time he might have hurt himself. Uh-oh. Yep. I think it might have been turning his ankle. I think it's the left ankle. There's a spot where you're hitting consistently after your stride. Watch it there. He went into a hole and then turned his ankle. And look, there's a lot of clay in that mound. You want to make that landing area a little bit bigger than that so you have some flexibility. And hopefully he's going to be fine because we certainly cannot afford to lose Michael Kopech for any length of time. It's just so devastating when Michael Kopech gets hurt. It really is. Like We've all watched every one of them, and they're always dramatic. And some are obviously, like hopefully this one, less serious. But you still look at him as this this prized pitcher with all of the tools and still like still with Michael Kopech throughout it all there is still this tremendous ceiling and potential for Michael Kopech because we see it from you know there have been some bad moments he's had he's struggled in early innings at times this year and has gotten lit up a couple of times but there is enough from Michael Kopech that I have seen to still make me think that he has the possibility of at some point in his career being special, being lights out, being a guy. Like I don't know how like lasting it would be, but he could he's still the guy who I think could win a Cy Young award for the White Sox at some point in time down the road. So when we see him, when I see him, it's always devastating when a starting pitcher gets hurt. It just it like it it beats your soul down if you're a fan and you're watching because you just know that no matter how much you're in love with a position player or the hitting of a team, that it is the pitching, that starting pitching, that teams can least likely avoid or least likely deal with if they go out. And it really like just cuts when Michael Kopech gets hurt. And for him this time, it was right knee discomfort 
after 13 pitches in this one. And yeah, as some people were tweeting yesterday in real time, at least we, we were not talking about an upper body injury or something what you know went loose with the with the shoulder because then we would all just assume the season was going to be deleted and some sort of surgery would be forthcoming at least with something like this like like the worst it would be is like one of those and I, this would be bad if like a 6 to 8 weeker but that's not what it looks like it is trending it looks like it is trending something where he could return in quick order as a matter of fact we'll talk about this a, a little bit later on with James Fegan from the Chicago White Sox as a matter of fact that'll be coming up at 1 o'clock if you are, want to hear James coming up in just a little bit. So he'll give us the latest on the health of Michael Kopech. But it just really stings when when he gets hurt. Let's listen to Kopech because it was good to see that he was talking after a game. One indication that we all have as reporters when covering any locker room in any sport, if the person is talking after the game, that's usually a good sign. So here is Kopech. About the uh, twinge or pinch or pop or whatever you want to call it. And I... Uh, I don't know, I felt like I couldn't get on it again, but it sounds like it felt worse than it was. So, uh, I mean, we're going to we're gonna take it day by day, but it's looking like I can I can be back out there fairly soon. So um, I, I don't really know what the medical terms were. I know that there's some fluid back there right now, and you know, we're going to try to get that cleaned up. And like I said, take it day by day. I, I, yeah, I was frustrated. Like I said, I thought it, I thought it was something worse than it is, but uh, grateful for the news. I would call it the best possible case scenario to hear him saying those things because that's the information that he received from the training staff and or a doctor. So I believe that it's probably pretty good. Setbacks do occur and nothing is exact, but I am going to look at this one optimistically considering how it did look, you know, moving under his own power. It didn't appear that he was in like crazy angsty pain. Like if you saw it, whether the replay or in real time, none of it seemed like this is an emergency more like you saw his reaction. I mean, he was pissed and, you know, he threw the, you know, threw the ball down at the ground. I mean, he was just because he knew he had, he knew it was something stupid, but he also knew that he had to come out of the game and if that early in a start. I mean, when you gear, when you're a starter and you are geared up for your day over those five days and you get pulled out early, that's some rage and anger that you were going to hear from a starting pitcher. And that's what we got from, from Michael Kopech. The other part of this White Sox thing is, and I'll, I'm going to use the Cubs to lead into this. With the Cubs, I don't know exactly what to get angry about anymore when I'm watching. In other words, I don't really always know what I'm supposed to care about when I'm watching the Cubs games. Like, am I supposed to care that Keegan Thompson has been really awful in his last two starts, like having allowed 10 earned runs in his his last three and two-thirds? I think Megan Montemurro actually tweeted that. So, And she's going to be on here in just a few minutes. But I don't know. I like. I don't know if I'm supposed to be passionate about Keegan Thompson. Like, is he? Is he, he seemed really good out of the bullpen and been been okay as a starter for the last two. But I don't know. Am I supposed to be passionate about that? Am I supposed to be passionate about Patrick Wisdom? He dropped the ball yesterday. You know, am I supposed to be? Like, is Caleb Killian the thing I'm hanging on to for the Cubs? Like, that's what we all love to see. A young pitcher start in the bigs, but even after we all came down from Caleb Killian, he wasn't that great. <laughs> Matt Swarmer, like, is that what I'm supposed to be passionate about with the Cubs and the six 
solo home runs he gave. I don't know. So that so I've gone way too deep into that side of the example. With the Cubs, I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to care about. With the White Sox, I know exactly what I'm supposed to care about. And everything that I care about with the White Sox seems to have gone wrong at some point in time. Like I know exactly what the, the real who the real players are on the Sox, what the real things are. I know that Luis Robert is one of the real players on this team. So that said, I also know he made a horrendous base running error yesterday when he was doubled off third base trying to tag up from second to third on a, on a flyout. Like, that is just raunchy, what, what happened yesterday at the end of the White Sox game. Like, there was so much that happened in that game that, of course, it was fitting that it occurred, but I don't know if it's gotten the proper amount of attention today, that Luis Robert did something. He ended a game, an extra innings game, on a double play, unnecessarily trying to tag up going second to third base. That is a whopper right there, what he did. And I don't know. I have not heard reaction from from Luis Robert. I don't know if I've heard reaction from... Tony Larusa on that. I'd be interested in hearing that and what Luis Robert is is saying about that. Because I gotta tell you, like I feel like I just don't know much about Luis Robert. Like I don't. I know that there's the the language barrier, but I don't know like what he's about. Like I feel like I got a pretty good idea of even guys that are that don't speak as much, like Jose Abreu, and the language barrier there. But I kind of feel like I know. Like he's a leader and he's very affable and he likes to smile and after every single defensive play that he makes and he is yeah he's a leader i just i i know what most of these guys are but i don't know luis robert i guess that's a separate topic and another one that we get asked james Fegan at one o'clock but coming up next we are going to talk we're going to go deeper into the chicago cubs and their sweeping loss in New York against the Yankees because Megan Montemurro of the Chicago Tribune will join us next here on the Lawrence Holmes Show. I'm Mark Grody filling in on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's sports station. Here's a swing and a line drive to short. Ball game over. Higgins lines out to the shortstop. Cubs go in order. Yankees win easily. 18 to 4. My guess is Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer and Zach Zabin were partaking in a little bit of trivia during that broadcast. I don't know. Guilty. I did not listen to any of that game on the radio, but I just bet you that there was some trivia being discussed because. That is not interesting. A Yankees 18-4 win over the Cubs yesterday, as heard right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, hello, how is everybody doing? I'm Mark Grody, in for Lawrence Holmes until 2 o'clock right here on The Score. Let's keep the Cubs talk hot, because although yesterday was a big fat fail, there are interesting things to discuss 
still about the Cubs with Megan Montemurro of the Chicago Tribune. She joins us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Hello, Megan. How are you? I'm good. How about you? I am doing well. Thank you so much. And, you know, one of the things that I think I am watching for on the Chicago Cubs is Keegan Thompson. And I I say that I'm watching for things that are real and could be around again when the Cubs are good again. Yet Keegan Thompson, you know, he was recently green-lighted to be a starter until further notice, so he has that in the back of his mind. And yesterday, he lasted just two-thirds of an inning, allowed five runs, the big two-run double to Joey Gallo. And as you pointed out, I do believe on Twitter that he has allowed now 10 earned runs in his last three and two-thirds. Is he is Keegan Thompson being exposed a little bit here as a starter, or is there some other way to justify it? Yeah, I mean, in his previous start um, before the Yankees game in Baltimore, you know, he struggled a little bit there too. And after that, he said that, you know, he thought it was a mechanical issue with his stride. And then, you know, obviously you see him struggle again uh, yesterday. And I mean, it, in in one way, you know, it's hard to judge too much against, you know, a team like the Yankees and a lineup like the Yankees. Like, you know, they're True. pretty clearly the best team in baseball. And I think ultimately for him yesterday just came down to not throwing strikes, um, which is something that he'd been doing really well coming out of the bullpen. Um, he wasn't sure, you know, if mechanically he might have been off. Um, and, you know, obviously the team will delve into that before um, he pitches next. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that the key for him is when he's had success um, in that in those multi-inning roles and even his other starts um, before the last two, it was really his ability to attack hitters, throw strikes, um, you know, not really nibbling around the zone, being aggressive. Um, and so, yeah, that was the main issue yesterday. And you can't do that against a team and an offense like the Yankees because you're going to see what happens. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how he responds to that. And, you know, this is certainly an opportunity for guys like him and Matt Swarmer and, you know, Justin Steele to show some consistency with all the starting pitching injuries they have to their veterans right now. So, you know, it's definitely going to be a test for the rotation. Yeah, 100%. And and for sure, point taken on this being the Yankees, and the Yankees are just killers with the bats. And But, but even before these last two starts for Keegan Thompson, my gut has been that he, that Keegan Thompson ultimately is going to be a an important part of the bullpen. And I only say that because he was just so good at it. And it is relatively rare when you get a you know a young pitcher like that who, you know, he's he's somewhere in between, I understand, a reliever and a starter. But I think that his value ultimately in Major League Baseball and hopefully with the Cubs is going to be out of a bull, out of the bullpen. Do you think that that is the case? Once again, and you mentioned the crisis essentially with the starting pitchers with Wade Miley and Stroman and Smiley all out. I get what they're doing. But do you think that if all things are equal and everybody's healthy, that Keegan Thompson would go back to the bullpen? Yeah, I would say that if that were the case, I mean, having talked to pitching coach Tommy Hadovy about you know, the move to put Keegan in the rotation, you know, he, he basically said like, you know, there's no guarantee he'll be in the rotation, you know, the rest of the year. And there's no guarantee he'd be, you know, in the bullpen the rest of the year. So, 
you know, it certainly are kind of read react to what they need. And, and they also really do need to figure out, you know, like who among, you know, the guys internally within this organization, can they count on going forward in, in a starting role? And so it's really important to, you know, find out what you have in some of these guys because you don't want to give up too early on, on whether they can be starters. And, yeah, I mean, that hybrid role Keegan had been in before, um, you know, getting moved into the bullpen had been extremely valuable. You know, you talk to anybody on the team and they, you know, called, uh, called uh, him a really important weapon for that bullpen and the way he was able to come in and get big outs and, you know, go two, three innings and really shut down a team, um, you know, that can't be overlooked for how valuable in this, in this day's uh, game of what having a guy like that for David Ross can do for a pitching staff overall. I think just part of this season when, when you're a rebuilding team, you need to figure out what you can get out of these young guys. And so, It'll be interesting to see kind of what their plan is. I mean, they're in a stretch where, you know, they have 17 straight days of games and being down three starters, you know, I think you're still going to see Keegan get some starts through this stretch, but I wouldn't be surprised if at some point in the season, you know, he goes back into that multi-inning role. Yeah, and Jordan Steele against you Darvish tonight. The Cubs hosting the Padres, 6.30 pregame here on the score. 7.05 is when the first pitch will go down. We are talking Cubs right now with Megan Montemurro of the Chicago Tribune. I'm Mark Grody filling in for Lawrence Holmes here on the score. The Seiya Suzuki parade and excitement has 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 been at a screeching halt for for weeks now i mean he came out hot then he started to get cold and now he's been injured what's the latest megan montemurro on Seiya suzuki on his injury and when he might realistically be back and what he has to go through to get there still yeah so basically you know Seiya sat down with david ross and jed hoyer while the team was in new york um on you know over the weekend and basically you know after all the consulting with various doctors and just seeing how his left uh ring finger had been progressing you know basically decided that you know shutting him down from hitting for about five days or so um is the right move to see if you know letting it fully calm down some more hopefully the swelling you know stops happening after he hits um, because it's, it's a situation where, you know, Ross and, and Hoyer both indicated that doctors have said that, you know, they don't see surgery as um, necessary to resolve the issue and it really just comes down to rest. And, you know, Suzuki had really been trying to do everything he could to come back as quickly as possible. And so other than some rest, um, you know, when the, initially, when the injury initially happened, he, he had pretty much been hitting every single day. And so this is kind of a way to see, you know, if, if giving him some extended time off um, more than just, you know, an off day here or there on the, based on the schedule can really resolve the situation and allow him to come back. And so, you know, some of it's, you know, ultimately pain tolerance. And, you know, one of the bigger issues is, you know, he, he feels a lot of pain and there can be swelling if, if there's um, misbarreled balls. So if, you, if, you, if he doesn't hit the ball right off the bat, um, the vibrations of that cause a lot of pain and, mm. and you know, irritate it basically. Yeah. Um, so they don't want to have him come off the, the IL and then, you know, very quickly then see that this isn't working. He needs to go back on. So 
right now they're they're basically shutting him down for, from hitting at least um, the next couple of days, and they hope that you know that will help him kind of get over that hump. Um, but basically, Hoyer said over the weekend that it's a slow recovery process, and unfortunately, that's just kind of what happens with these type of hand injuries. Yep, and uh, we we are seeing that up close with him because it always seems like he's close, but he's not quite there. Caleb Killian, are are we going to see him again? And where are the Cubs with that? And are there any other promotions forthcoming for any Cubs players in the midst of this uh, starting rotation crisis the White Sox, or excuse me, the Cubs are in? Um, Yeah, I mean, I would not be surprised at some point in the next two weeks Killian gets another opportunity um, you know, you again, you look at the rotation and they they certainly have some issues with depth right now at the big league level. Um, they did option him and you have to be down for a certain number of days when that happens. So unless they put somebody on the injured list, they can't recall him um, before his time is up. So it could be another week or so before he's a viable option if they if they don't have a corresponding IL move. Um, so, yeah, I mean, one guy that's going to be important through this next stretch you know is Alec Mills um he's been used out of the bullpen he started um and you know I think it's going to be interesting to see again I think part of it is going to be dictated by kind of what happens earlier in this week you know how much can they get out of Justin Steele today Kyle Hendricks is starting tomorrow which is his first start since June 1st uh which is basically almost two weeks um because he's been dealing with fatigue and kind of a dead arm situation so you know, I think these next two days are kind of going to give a good indicator of, you know, whether they're going to have to make more moves to solidify um, either the rotation or give them some more long man options out of the bullpen. Megan, thank you so much for joining us on uh, short notice. We here on the Lawrence Holmes show will never forget it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for having me. All right. That is Megan Montemurro. She covers the Cubs every day. She is the beat reporter for the Chicago Cubs for the Chicago Tribune. Some great insight from here on from her on the show. How about Matt Carpenter yesterday? Man, Matt Carpenter back from the dead. It seemed like his fall happened too fast. It felt like just yesterday he was like amongst the MVP voters and he was being highlighted on Sunday night baseball. Matt Carpenter back from the dead with two home runs yesterday against the Cubs. He plays for the Rangers. Three for four, seven RBIs and two home runs. Matt Carpenter. And then a a text from the 773. I'm getting Chris Bryant vibes. No, you're not. And I know that you're talking about that in relationship to Seiya Suzuki, and I don't know what you mean by that. What is it? What is it going to mean in five years when somebody says they're getting Chris Bryant vibes? Is that do we look back on Chris Bryant as the guy who was the rookie of the year and the MVP, or the guy who kind of faded away from the Cubs at the end over his last three years? It's an interesting little psychological experiment. Apparently, that texter right there looks at Chris Bryant and Chris Bryant vibes as yeah, he's the guy that just got injured all the time and couldn't tough it out. But I don't know. I'd prefer to think that we would think of Chris Bryant, the MVP Rookie of the Year and and World Series champion, all of that stuff. But anyway, got to take a break because we, when we come back, are going to talk about the White Sox. James Fegan covers the White Sox every day for a living for The Athletic. There are so many White Sox questions after another loss yesterday. So we will get into all of it with James Fegan next on the Lawrence Holmes Show. I'm Mark Grody filling in on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.